You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful region of Central Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to this podcast episode. I know uh, I've said this many times. Those of you who have listened to uh, previous episodes, you've heard me say this over and over again, but I mean it wholeheartedly. Thank you for listening. I am incredibly humbled and always just overwhelmed. Uh, about the you know by the number of people that have that have taken time out to listen to anything I've got to say in in previous podcast episodes so thank you very much this is episode 75 and we're going to be uh, addressing a very very important topic that is uh, certainly at the forefront of lots of people's minds and that is how do we as Christians respond to the contemporary uh, transgender debate particularly when it comes to uh, the the public facilities, public bathrooms, uh, and, and and whether or not transgender people should or should not use the bathroom of their biological birth or the bathroom of the gender uh, which they are professing to identify with. I'm going to ask every person listening to this to please make sure you listen all the way through, uh, regardless of what side of the debate you're on or what your perspective is. I just ask that you hear me all the way out before you pass judgment, before you send me an angry tweet or an angry uh, email. Listen all the way through. And then after you're done listening, if you're still angry with me, feel free to send me an angry email or angry tweet. would love to hear from you. I'm sure that many of you are very familiar with uh, the recent debate around bathroom usage. We have had, over the last few weeks and months, uh, both local governments and businesses coming out and making clear statements or passing regulations as to what bathrooms people can or cannot use. We've had some local governments and some school districts around the country uh, passing laws and regulations saying that people must use the bathroom that, that identifies with the gender of their in which they were biologically born into. So if you were born biologically a man, then you must use the man's ba- men's bathroom or men's locker room. And, and if you were biologically born a female, then you must use the women's bathroom or the women's locker room. We've had uh, several uh, you know, local governments across the country, cities, and some school districts passing laws like that. In some cases, they've been struck down by state courts or appellate courts or vetoed by governors or things like that. Uh, this, is, this has been an issue in states like Georgia, uh, school districts in Wyoming had a, a, a very notable case. Uh, there's one in Illinois. Uh, but the most notable one that's kind of at the forefront of everyone's mind right now was a recent law passed by the state of North Carolina, and they have been ridiculed greatly by a, a certain segment of the American population. Um, then on the, on the other side, we've had some cities and, and local governments pushing for the opposite, saying that we should pass laws to protect transgender people and, the, and there are some politicians pushing for laws that state local businesses and local school districts are not allowed to pass those sort of regulations. And then again, over the last few days, the, the most recent you know firestorm that took place was the Target Corporation, Target, one of the largest retailers in the United States, uh, coming out and setting a policy stating that people of any kind, all peoples of all sexuality and all and all identifications um, can choose to use whatever bathroom they choose based on whatever gender they identify with. So any man, uh, anyone who's biologically a man can use a woman's bathroom if he feels that he identifies more with being a woman and vice versa. 
This particular one hits close to home because uh, I am currently dating a girl, very seriously dating uh, a young woman who is actually a store manager for Target. She she oversees an entire store, and so this is something that is close to home uh, because obviously she's the one that's fielding a lot of the phone calls and people complaining, and she's the one having to have the conversation with customers who are frustrated with tar- Target's new policy. I believe this is a very important issue, both morally and legally, and there's no doubt that this is going to go to the United States Supreme Court at some point in the very near future, and and that over the next 10 to 20 years, we're going to see a variety of uh, laws pass and some cultural shifting take place uh, that are going to really set the course for the next generation or two in the United States. And so this is a very important, you know, really a pivotal moment in American history when it comes to the transgender debate and just sexual sexual morals as a whole. It is very important for us as Christians uh, to stand for truth in a very clear and precise manner. Uh, But as we do that, we want to make sure we do it in the right way. So I want to give you three things to remember as you approach this particular topic. Before I dive in in and say that, I want to just say very clearly, I, I do not understand what it's like to feel transgender. I don't, I don't know what that's like. Um, I, I am a, a heterosexual male and I feel like a man. Um, I don't know what it's like for someone who was born a man to wake up and to feel like they are a woman. I, I don't know many transgender people. Uh, I think I've seen or met a few out in public. There's only one person that I've ever really had extensive conversation with that would claim to be transgender. Uh, it was a man who, who said he feels like a woman. And that he, for as long as he can remember, he feels like a woman. That he was born in the wrong biological body. Uh, Let me tell you, I I do not know what that feels like. I can't even imagine what that guy feels like every day. The emotional civil war that he's wrestling with. And what transgender people are dealing with on a regular basis. Uh, I don't. And so I'm not going to pretend to understand that. Uh, I will discuss that in future episodes. In fact, I've got uh, someone that's going to come on the show. That's going to discuss transgender identity, and so I'm excited to have that, uh, you know, as a topic that we discuss on the podcast. But I just want to make clear, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what that feels like. So I don't want to pretend that I do. I don't want to minimize those feelings, and I want to be sensitive to anyone who who is transgender, professing to be transgender. Maybe maybe you are close to someone who's dealing with that. So I just want to be sensitive to that right right off the top. When it comes to being transgender, I don't understand it. I can't possibly imagine what that person's feeling like. And I wanna, I wanna make sure we all know. Like, I wanna just challenge Christians to be sensitive to people that are dealing with things that that, that maybe we don't fully understand. Uh, before I give you those three things, I wanna just mention one other thing. I wanna be sensitive and loving, but I simultaneously wanna make sure that we are always truthful and clear on our convictions and our theological beliefs. Um, before I give you the three things on, on how to deal with this, I want to just affirm that it is okay to reject something as being appropriate. Like people are telling us that living these certain lifestyles is perfectly acceptable and perfectly appropriate. It's okay for us to reject that notion. It's okay for us to refuse to embrace a particular ideology. It is morally right to say, I believe that God has created you know, uh, you know, a, a man and woman to be in the bounds of covenant relationship and that anything outside of that, any sexual relationship outside of that is inappropriate. Um, I believe that God created humans to function a particular way. And if someone demands that you 
that you you know, change your belief, you don't have to abide by that. Like you don't have to embrace ideology that they're pushing on you. You are allowed to say, I disagree. You are morally right to disagree. It's perfectly acceptable. However, in your disagreement, it is extremely important to remember these three things. So as we approach this transgender debate, the bathroom debate and specifically, here are the three things we have to remember. Number one, be kind. Okay. Listen, it's really, really important to remember this. And this is something I personally struggle with. If I'm honest, I struggle with just being kind as often as I ought to be. But this is a, this is a real thing that I believe honors God. I've been realizing more and more in my own personal life how important it is to be kind, okay? Be nice, be cordial, all right? When people walk away from you, they should feel like you're a person of conviction, not that you're a jerk. You hear what I'm saying? People should walk away going, wow, that person really stands for something, even if I disagree. They should not walk away going, man, that person's a jerk. Now, the reality is the very fact that you disagree is going to put you in the grounds of being a jerk, which means you have to work even harder. Like normal kindness is not going to be good enough in this debate and this as we approach this issue. You're going to have to be over the top, more kind than you've ever been. Because when you stand on biblical truth, you will potentially be branded as a bigot. That's going to happen, which means you're going to need a grander and greater form of kindness coming out of you. Be nice. Be cordial. Be a good listener. Be sensitive to people's hurts and needs and their situations. Speak in a low tone of voice or low volume. Like, be nice to people. And I specifically can personally speak about this because I remember I just a couple days ago I had a conversation with my girlfriend after Target made their announcement. And my girlfriend is a Christian and has morals, and she doesn't necessarily agree with the policy. However, she has to be the one that fields the phone conversations. And she she hears people on the other end and how they're resp- responding. And they're not necessarily always being kind. Sometimes people are calling in and they're just being jerks. And they're the ones representing Christianity in a lot of cases. Listen, if you're going to call Target and complain, you better be the nicest, kindest, most cordial person that's ever called. Be kind. Number two, thing to remember is that if you are nervous, it is your responsibility to protect your child. Now, no, you got to remember, the reason why a lot of people are frustrated with this debate is the idea that because of these acceptable you know, entrance into opposite gender bathrooms, it's going to make it easier for sexual predators. Most sexual assault, most rape takes place by a heterosexual man. That's what happens. People are nervous, however, that there will be men who are sexual predators that are not transgender. They are heterosexual men who will now use these laws and these policies to get into a girl's bathroom and potentially... Uh, you know, rape or sexually assault a woman in the bathroom. That's what people are nervous about. All right. Make sure you understand that. That's what people are nervous about. Now, is it likely for that to happen? Maybe it's not likely. Has it ever happened? It has happened on a few cases. Very, very small. The number of cases where someone has gone into the opposite bathroom pretending to be transgender and sexually assaulted someone, it's only happened a few times. Very, very rare. I understand that. However, I think it's potentially possible that it might happen more frequently or maybe it won't happen more frequently i don't know no one really knows but i think there are people that are legitimately concerned that it could happen right because right now if a man walks into a woman's bathroom he's going to be questioned potentially by someone well well after these after these policies are passed and once it becomes normal in our culture a man walks in a woman's bathroom 
no one will think anything of it, or at least they won't feel comfortable to challenge him, which again might make it easier for heterosexual predators to prey on on women, particularly younger women. So if you are a Christian parent and you are nervous about this, let me speak to you very clearly. It is your responsibility to protect your child. If you are genuinely nervous about this, it is not your responsibility to be a jerk to the target people. If you're truly nervous about this and you're truly not being anti-transgender, then your primary responsibility should be to protect your child. So it's your responsibility now to up the ante. It is your responsibility now to take additional precautions. I hope you spend more energy taking additional precautions to protect your child than, than the energy you spend to complain at target employees. Let me make that very clear. Spend more energy to up the ante to protect your child. Don't expect corporations to protect your children. Don't expect the U.S. government to protect your children. You are the one responsible to protect your child. And number three, I want to remind everyone that you have the opportunity to fight against this in a very cordial manner. And you can vote on election day or you can vote with your dollars. Make sure you vote. If you want to vote on election, you vote for the politicians that, that, and you can support them. You can give them money. You can promote them. And make sure you do it in a kind and cordial manner. But remember, you can use your vote on election day or your dollars to send a signal. And it's perfectly okay for you to choose to boycott Target if you want to. I'm not going to boycott Target, but if you choose to, I have no problem with that. This, you're not morally wrong. However, however, be very cautious that you don't that you don't become a hypocrite because there are lots of businesses doing lots of things that are shady or inappropriate that many Christians shop at every single day. So if you're going to boycott Target, I'm okay with that. Just make sure you take the same consistent approach to every place you spend money, okay? Let me give you a couple examples. How about a hotel like Marriott or or a place like or airline like JetBlue or 1-800-CONTACTS or Black & Decker. You know, all of these are owned by major Mormons and huge percent of their profits go to the Mormon church. If you're an evangelical Christian, I would imagine you don't want your money going to the Mormon church, right? So maybe you should avoid those businesses or those products. Or how about this? These are the, how about the the the, uh, the the largest ranch in Florida where I live that provides a large amount of cattle for steakhouses and restaurants and grocery stores all over the state is actually owned by the Mormon temple that's in Utah. They own it, the largest one. And so anytime I buy steak in the state of Florida, whether I'm at a grocery store or at a restaurant, I am potentially giving money to a church that I have vehemently disagree with. Like maybe you should consider not buying cattle that comes from those ranches. In the same, they also own a very large farm and ranch in California. How about the long list of companies that give money to Planned Parenthood, a company that that specifically um, spends a lot of money on abortions, like Adobe, the company that makes Photoshop? Are you going to stop, you know, looking at any products that use Photoshop? American Express, AT and T, Bank of America, Bath and Body Works, Exxon Mobil, Groupon, Home Depot, Microsoft, Progressive, Starbucks, Verizon. Like there's a very very long list of a bunch of companies I haven't even mentioned that give money to Planned Parenthood. How about companies like Nike and Adidas and many of the other sporting goods companies that have been known to hire child uh, based borderline slaves in sweatshops in Southeast Asia. How about those companies? Are you going to boycott them? How about Walmart? 
Like Walmart's a great company in so many ways. They give away hundreds of millions of dollars to charity. They've done a lot of good for a lot of communities by bringing in jobs, revitalizing communities. Like there's a lot of good things that Walmart does. There's a lot of bad things Walmart does too. They pay their workers very low wages compared to most companies. And they purposely keep hours low in certain regions of the country. They purposely keep hours low to avoid paying healthcare benefits. You know what the other thing Walmart does that's really immoral in my opinion? They bully their vendors. They force vendors to charge a certain rate or to lower the cost so they can maximize their profits. Like, listen, if you're a Christian that's going to be mad at Target, then you better also think about boycotting Walmart. Listen, I'm not boycotting Walmart. I shop at Walmart on a regular basis, much to the chagrin of my girlfriend. I shop at Walmart. And I, I shop at a lot of those companies, right? Starbucks, Microsoft, Home Depot. Look, Listen, I'm not calling for a boycott on those companies. What I'm simply saying is this, that if you're going to boycott a company for any reason whatsoever, make sure you consider how you spend all of your dollars and that you consistently consider boycotting all of them. Because I think it's a little bit hypocritical of Christians to to say they're going to boycott one, but then refuse to boycott the other. I think it's a little bit inconsistent. Now, listen, the reality is you're going to have to draw a line somewhere. There are some things that bother me that I'm going to draw a line, so I'm going to boycott that. And there are other things that I'm going to say, I'm okay with that. That's up to you. It's your responsibility to determine your convictions and how you spend your money and what you boycott and what you don't boycott, who you vote for, who you don't vote for. And I'm not telling you where to draw the line. I'm not saying you have to you have to boycott every single company on the planet that does something with their money that you don't like. Because the reality is you probably end up never buying anything from any location and any place, and that might not be realistic. I'm not saying you have to boycott 100%. I'm just simply saying that we need to be consistent as we approach businesses in every area and recognize that our boycotts might be appropriate or they might not. They might be the exact thing you might, you, you ought to do or they might be very hypocritical. But don't assume that you just should boycott Target or any company like Target. I don't know how many Facebook posts I saw from so many of my Christian friends over the last couple of days that said, I guess I'm not shopping at Target anymore. And I just instantly thought to myself, have they even really thought that through? Have they really even considered how hypocritical that might be? Maybe in some cases it's not hypocritical and it's appropriate. But in a lot of cases, I think it might be hypocritical. So I'm just asking you to prayerfully consider how can you be more consistent in what you choose to to boycott or not boycott? So again, those three things are be kind. Number two, up the ante on how you protect your children. And number three, make sure you are consistent in how you boycott and how you vote to, in order to uphold the, the convictions that you want to be upheld. That's it. Those are all my thoughts. I know this is a controversial topic. I know there are going to be people listening to this that don't like what I have to say on both sides of, of the argument. That's okay. I'm perfectly okay with throwing my opinion out there. If you uh, if you have a question related to this, please feel free to shoot me an email. Or maybe I said something that you're not sure so clear on. You're like, Kenny, would you clarify this? Please, again, feel free to shoot me an email. The, the, the address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Uh, also, if you have a question or a topic that you'd like to have addressed on the podcast that's completely unrelated to this, you can also send me an email to the exact same address, and I will respond uh, as soon as possible and publish an episode that's complete, that's specifically dedicated to answering your question. As always, our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a star!